Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, the podcast travels to Minneapolis. I had on all the members of Gadget, which was pretty unexpected because at the time I just thought I was going to have on the singer Trenton. And then when we set things up, we actually did a video Skype call and the whole entire band was there. That was something new for me because normally it's just audio but they had their video camera on and I don't want to leave them hanging. So I turned mine on and it was cool. It was pretty um, nerve wracking because it was the first time anybody's ever seen me on video recording the podcast. So I actually had a really fun time. I think what these, um, I want to say kids cause they're younger than me, but I'm not trying to, um, make it weird because they're younger, but, um, what gadget is doing in Minneapolis and what they're doing for the scene out there, I think is awesome. There's, uh, not a lot of strange kids out there. So it's cool that they found each other and started this really cool band. And I really like their sound. And I think people should, um, check them out and pay attention to what they're doing out there in Minneapolis. So without further ado, welcome Gadget to the podcast. There's a lot of you, so um, do you guys want to just uh, go like and introduce yourself one by one? Um, my name's Eli. I, I play guitar and gadget. My name's Noah. I play drums. I'm Jake. I play drums. I play guitar. <laughs> I'm Trenton. I do vocals. I'm Olivia, and I play bass. Okay, hell yeah. Um, thank you guys for being down to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I found out about you guys, um, I think it was like a couple months ago, I did a podcast with Tyler from Inclination, and we were just talking about um, bands that he's excited to see, and he mentioned you guys, so I'm always interested in like discovering new music, so after that podcast, I went and checked you guys out, and I, I thought you guys were pretty sick, uh, and I'm not like too familiar with uh, the scene out there where you guys are from. So can you guys talk about um, your guys' band Gadget and how you guys came together? So basically, like, the Minnesota scene is pretty small. So we basically, like, we just found a few straight edge kids that wanted to be in a band in our scene. And we got together and practice. And then later on, Jake joined the band. Yeah, it was, it was pretty slim. Pickings, yeah. So. <laughs> There's not a lot of choices for yeah. straight edge people that play instruments. Yeah. I think that's um, pretty cool that you guys uh, kind of like sought each other out. Can you talk about like um, who found each other first and how it all kind of just like built from there? Well, everyone, everyone in this band has been in like at least one or more bands. So we see each other every show and like we go and support each other's other bands as much as we can. Yeah, I, I think like specifically the interaction was, I think I messaged Trent and was like, hey, like, let's, we should really do this. Like, and then he had mentioned that 
himself and Eli and Noah were going to do like a similar thing with one other person. And I was like, well, let me do it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other person I think ended up just not wanting to do it. And then the four of us put out the demo. And then I think by the time we played our second show, Jake was in the band by then too. So, so uh, is the demo is not criminals regret or, or is that what you guys are talking about? No, yeah, that is. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, I was getting, I, I'm not sure how to categorize, you know, uh, first demo versus EP. Cause um, some people will name it, won't name it. So I, I just had to ask. Yeah, we just referred to it as the demo. Okay. That's cool. We're going to have this EP coming out later this year. So, yeah, I, I I watched um I was doing some like research yesterday and I watched this uh vlog that some guy did about um it was like a show you guys played with uh God who's on the bill like, I'm like See, a blank yeah which one See you Space Cowboy yeah 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 that was a show so I I watched like the vlog and I watched that um, portion where you talked about you're trying to have something come out um like by the end of summer. So, well, now we're going to try to shoot for recording in September. Yeah, so we've basically taken the summer to write instead of record, and then I'm shooting to record in September, and then hopefully it'll be out in the next couple months after that. Yeah, for so, sure, probably like November. Yeah. Okay, so um, you guys obviously came together because you guys um, you know, wanted to start a straight-edge band. Can you talk about uh, the straight edge scene out there? Are there like a lot of kids? Is it growing because of you guys or is it just kind of plateaued and you guys are it? Uh, For Minnesota, we're definitely like the only straight edge band. And then closest to us, I would say like three hours south is Chain of Command. They're a really good straight edge band. And then to the east, Milwaukee, there is a band called Force Impact. They're a really good straight edge band. But other than that, there's like a few older dudes that have been like in and out of bands, like too good to die from the early two thousands. They're coming, like they'll come back and play shows here and there, but I don't know if they're very active right now. I don't think like growing up going to shows, there was a single straight edge band here. Like yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. even one. I know. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been in the scene very long. I guess like Far- Fargo had like a band or two that would come down and play like Spirit of Youth and well, the deal started as a straight edge band. Okay. Okay. How old are you guys? Uh, I'm 19. 23, 23, 24, 18. Okay. I, I guess I, I would say you guys are on the younger side compared to me. I, I feel like an old man. I've never done this before, but I have to edit out this story that I told on the podcast just because the content is pretty whack and I probably shouldn't have brought it up. So that's why you're hearing this interruption by me in post. I do not want you guys to hear the story that I told. So please bear with me and deal with this minor interruption and we'll get right back to the podcast. Thank you. We did like a seven song EP. That's what we're shooting for. Okay. With this intro. With a, with a what? I'm sorry. Uh, 
No, never mind. <laughs> We're, um, like an inside joke. We, yeah, seven is like the, the goal. Um, we want to do something longer than just four songs, but I don't think that we want to do like a full length yet. Um, so we're shooting for like somewhere in the middle. For sure. Like sometimes, uh, you know, people will like listen to full length and tune out and sometimes like bands or artists are like victims of just doing filler. Uh, so sometimes it's better just to do an EP, just put out all bangers and no fillers. Yeah. That's I what we're really trying to do. I definitely think the full length is for like when we have a more cohesive, like record to actually put out. Yeah. Yeah, this point, we're just kind of writing as much as we can and putting out the stuff we don't like. And where, where do you guys uh, draw influence from? Like, wh- what kind of music do you guys listen to? Like, is it a lot of hardcore, or do you guys take influence from any other genres? We're kind of, I think individually, we're kind of like all over the place with influences. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, talk about your other band. Like, sorry. Um, Sorry, can you hear that? I feel bad. I don't know. Yeah, if I turn that yeah, yeah. Um, you, you can adjust that. It's fine. Um, just go to like the top right. You can put it on. How do I do that? I'm sure. I didn't know that computer made that noise. I know the notifications. I'm sorry. It's all good. Um, do not disturb. Where is it? It's right there. So, um, let's turn on the time for now. Oh, it's not 10 p.m. What the heck? Okay. Okay, that should work, you think? Yeah. Okay. Okay, sorry about that. That's all good. Uh, We can just uh, chop out that little gap in post. But Uh you're going to talk about your other band? Yeah, um, I'm in a band called Grainier, um, which is, I would say, like, a lot more, um, like, post-hardcore, um, alternative than than this is for sure um i don't know i i I personally draw a lot of influence from stuff like quicksand and and hum and failure and i think it's cool to at least like try and bring that into like this sort of music um but i know that like we all i don't know jake and eli and noah all play in super different bands too and i think that we we each come from like really different um parts of hardcore and and surrounding music that it it, there's like never a a lack of influence i guess and what do you do in your other band i play bass in that too okay so what about anybody else in the band do you guys want to talk about the kind of music you listen to yeah, I think we all play the same instruments in all of our other yeah. bands. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh, so are you guys like in other like hardcore bands? 
Yeah. Yeah, like little offshoots, some like crossover genres here and there. Like I used to be in a band called Avarice, which was a lot more metal, lots of blast beats and stuff, but still in the hardcore realm for sure. Yeah, I play in a like a grindcore band, and I also have like a uh, gate creeper worship band. <laughs> okay, hell yeah. What's the name of that band? Uh, we're called The Last Nail. Oh, sorry. You guys cut out the last second. You said the last. The last nail. Oh, the last nail. Okay, for sure. I'll have to check you guys out. So. Yeah. I play in a, a metalcore band too, so I just <laughs> I play wee woo music. And <laughs> <laughs> play more way too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I play in a couple other like local hardcore bands stuff like that. Okay, that's cool. I'm kind of surprised nobody's in like a pop punk band. <laughs> I don't think any of us have ever played a pop punk band. No, never had a pop punk phase. No, yeah, thankfully. You know, I'm like still like I, I still listen to pop punk, and I was actually talking about it with my buddy the, the other day because I, I was like really curious because he's older than me, and I was asking him if he ever went through that phase, and he told me he never did, and we were trying to figure out why I'm still like sucked into it and i still like listen to that music like all the time and like i've purposely like like i've gone out of my way to not look for new bands just because i I was like i i I obviously like most time it's like super cheesy and i just kind of want to start to get away from that so i I definitely got into hardcore through pop punk so like it's i think it's pretty common no yeah it's super common so, I still think there's like really cool pop punk bands. Like you should check out this band from Minneapolis called Unturned. They're a very sick pop punk band. I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, you said I'm unturned. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm gonna have to uh, drop that down, and um, I'll check it out at some point today. We're checking out. Okay, so um, you said you got into hardcore through pop punk. Can you talk about yeah. how did you um, manage to do that? Um, well, I, I don't know. I've been going to like the, I guess like the larger scale pop punk shows, like for a, a couple years, and then <clears throat> I started going to like more local pop punk shows, and at least here, like. DIY and pop punk and hardcore. Um, I think up until like the last couple of years was all like the same thing. So like if there were, was like a, a pop punk show going on, like all the hardcore kids would be there anyway. And I think that just through like going to those shows enough and seeing enough, like heavier, or just like in between bands, like, I don't know. It seemed like a really seamless uh, transition, if that makes sense. When I was uh, younger, um, there was like way more like mixed bills. So I definitely understand that because um, when I would used to go to like shows back in the day, uh, there was like you could see like the bands that were kind of like on the fence that could kind of play in both scenes. So uh since I, I've like always been a fan of both, like I would go to um, hardcore pop punk shows, so I could definitely see like the bands that like could draw people in, the ones that like you know probably weren't informed about 
hardcore or they just didn't even know that they had like um like a sense of something like you know heavier so definitely get that definitely i think there's a band here called household um or a band from here called household that for me was like one of the biggest like local gateway bands yeah me. same here um because they do like their older stuff is like metal and like <laughs> the newer stuff is like really melodic in it it's, um, it's cool they're a really cool band and they played what every show yeah in like 2014 like, yeah, yeah for like three years every cool. show yeah, yeah and then uh, Abby from that band is in that band called Life's Question, which I know has been mentioned on here a couple times. Like the dude from Shackled really likes that band, but they're definitely one of my favorite up and coming bands. Uh, Life's Question or the other band? Life's Question, which had Abby from Household in it. Okay, yeah. Uh, Life's <laughs> Question, uh, I'm actually going to see them. Uh, they're on tour, or they're going on tour with uh, Vatican. And, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, typecast. Yeah, so we're getting that out here in Orange County. Um, but speaking of shows, do you guys uh, like? Excuse me. Do you guys uh, have like a pretty active scene? Like, do you guys get like a lot of the touring bands to come through your city? Um, we're kind of working towards that way. Um, I'm from Iowa, and like we we used to get a lot of the bigger touring bands like. 2011, 2012, we would get like Alpha Omega, Twitching Tongues, like the bigger bands now that were on the come up then. And like that kind of happened before I moved up here. But um, me, uh, my friend Kyle, who is in my other band, we're working hard to bring more bands through. Like we have Inclination tomorrow. Um, I booked Face Track later this week. We got Judiciary coming up. So we're trying to make it like, another hub in the midwest for big bands to hit it's so it's not just like chicago milwaukee then turn around and go back to the east coast kind of thing yeah it's definitely better now than it has been like even two years ago um there's definitely still a lot of work to be done i think that the music that we get coming through here is so like of one genre and of one strain that it's like hard to get like like south florida bands for example to yeah. come through because it like it just like it, right now we probably wouldn't do well here so i think i mean like the more bands that we can get to come through i think like obviously the better that the shows are going to be and, and the more people that will come out eventually it just right now it's like in a in a weird spot i think now is that because is, is there like a lack of venues or like a lack of new kids coming out both yeah venues are real real hard to lock down for shows um like a lot of the ones that are available are real real expensive yeah like a couple hundred dollars uh just to make it all ages um and then like a lot of kids stopped going shortly before i moved here um trend was always talking about that how like all the old heads just like dropped out like all at once basically yeah and um so like it's better now because we've had like 80 90 kids pay for like an all local show on like a tuesday which is sick um so we're just trying to flyer we flyered a warp tour a couple years ago like the first year that knock loose came out on warp tour and like um that was around the time like eli yeah a lot of his friends started coming to shows 
Um, we had like Ghost Man shoot a music video at like a Spine and Stone show. And like there was a lot of more kids like around Eli's age that started coming to shows because of that too. So um, it's, it's just hard. We don't have a lot of like solid DIY spots. Uh, that's probably the main problem yeah, I feel. Houses have been closing like crazy, which is understandable. But um, I don't know, like the Triple Rock, which is like one of our bigger venues for, I mean, had been around for like 20 years, forever. closed a couple years ago. And that has definitely made things harder. Um, a lot of places have gotten new management and just like won't do shows anymore. It's, um, it's definitely like weird right now, but, um, I don't know. There's spots. We have like a record store in St. Paul that's been doing shows for a couple of years. That has really like kind of saved our butts for, However oh, many yeah, shows, a yeah, a lot of shows. Um, it's a it's a work in progress, definitely. Hell yeah! Well, um, it, it's cool that. Um, even in like these like um, times where things aren't as thriving, um, there's people like you who are willing to you know work through this and keep the scene alive. I, I feel like um, people don't really understand how hard it is to do things like you know book shows, be in a band. So the fact that you guys are still willing to do it, I, I think it's like really awesome and. Um, the people in your area should, you know, show out and like, like show you guys like a ton of respect because it, it's um, super hard to do what you guys are doing, especially when it's not um, super easy where bands are coming through constantly and, you know, you could just throw shows wherever or um, for like me, like, you know, I'm uh, I hate saying it, but sometimes I like pick and choose on like which shows to go to because of where I'm at. It's just like a crazy hub and people come through like all the time. So. I'm I'm happy that you guys are doing what you're doing out there. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where like it's it's hard to like talk about it if you're not gonna like put in the work for it. You know, like it, I I feel like at this point, like if if the pe like group of what like ten people that book shows here are you know like nobody else is gonna do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um. So that um, inclination show that's happening tomorrow, um, where's that taking place? It's going to be at this venue called the Garages. It's actually like a pretty big venue, but they have a they have a main room for like bigger acts that come through, like the Story of Safari play there. And but there's when like bigger acts like that play, they have a small room on the side where all the merchant stuff would be. Okay. So like inclination is going to be in that like small side room. It's going to be perfect for a hardcore show like it's small stage like no barrier or anything like that so it'll be a lot of fun yeah they turn the old merch room into like a lounge basically yeah what it's called yeah okay do they ever like run like two shows at once in that spot uh no but they've had like bigger shows where like say like a big act will be on that stage and then the, as soon as the big act is done the like the local band like We'll start their set, so they'll just go back and forth, back and forth, and like get the show done really fast. Yeah, like, there's not like no breaks in between. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, now, did you guys uh, have a hand in booking that show? I don't know if that was Kyle or who exactly. I think it was Kyle. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably Kyle. There's just another hardcore kid our age. Yeah, it was like. It. My best friend from high school, like 10th grade, we started going to hardcore shows at about the same time, and 
he does vocals in the band that Eli's in called Bog God Sleeps. He uh, um, sings in that uh, Gate Creeper band I have, uh-huh. The Last Night Out. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. So he's pretty involved in the scene as well. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you guys all live in the same area? No, 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 no. Yeah, it's, it's something I, I wanted to get into because like I um uh, talk to Trent sometimes, so I I know he um does a bit of traveling, so I was curious about the rest of you guys. Like the rest of them live like in the Minneapolis area, kind of, kind of like, kinda, like it's all, it's, we all got to drive like a little bit to get to the practice space and pull up. Yeah, in Minneapolis. Like, well, you don't drive. So well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I in. Late December, I moved to Daytona Beach. So whenever we have a show, like flights are usually pretty cheap round trip. So I'll just fly back, practice, yep. play a couple of shows. But it's always worth it to like come back and see my friends and then see my family, my dog. Yeah, we put out the demo and then Trent dipped like two weeks later. <laughs> yeah. <See you>. yeah. <laughs> he was just like, all right, I left my mark. I'm going to go see what Florida is all about. Yeah, yeah, basically. I was just over winter and like I had some opportunities down there. I wasn't going to pass it up. Can you talk about that stuff? So basically, like, I just, I, I've raced BMX for like 19 years. And the people that manage my team do housing appraisals. And they really wanted me to just come down there and like live with them and then learn how to do that for a job. So I just like, I went down there and took the classes and I've been apprenticing under them. And I just go down, like, I just ride bikes all the time <laughs> and just work and bikes. chill and go to the beach. Now, is there any um, plan to, you know, bring your skills back or you, do you plan to just stay I can, it? I just got to, like, apprentice for a while and then get certified. And then Florida's the hardest state to get certified in for appraisals. So basically, once I'm good there, I can just like apply to any other state and go do whatever I want. So I'll like a dual license. But I I never plan on doing a winter here again. So no matter what, I'm going to be in Florida during the winter and just fly back when I have to. Like, I make it work. I, exactly. I mostly pay for a round trip ticket is probably like $180, which is absolutely worth it to come play a show. And how long um, do you normally stay? Like when you do those round trips? Depends on how busy work is, but like this one, I'm staying a week because we have a show Sunday and then Harvest has a their first show back since when they played with Disembodied in 2011, the final Disembodied show. So that shows me insane. Okay. Um, those are like, would you guys say like two of the big, like biggest bands from your guys' area? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sure. The, like the biggest three bands to come out of here would be Harvest, Disembodied, and Martyr AD. Okay. Is it, um, isn't Martyr AD playing a show soon? I wish. <laughs> they, they've done like shows everywhere besides their home They're on back to school jam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They, I, I, I knew I saw their names somewhere. Now, uh, do any of you guys uh, know like anybody from those bands? Uh, the vocals that Disembodied was in a. I don't know if they're so active, really, but I think they split. So they're uh, he was in a like a local hardcore band called Pyralis. So he was at a lot of the hard, like the local shows, and then the drummer of 
the the drummer of uh, Murder ID and Disembodied is in a band called Hive. And they just put out a song yesterday, but I think they're putting out a record soon. I used they're, to work with him too. Oh, that's, when I had to go over to MLA for bands. Yeah, that's sick. They're kind of what would you like crust? Like kind of D B D B. Okay, yeah, I, I saw people posting about um, that band yesterday, but I, I didn't check it out. It's just really fast if you like stuff like that. Okay, so um, a couple days ago, I, I noticed that you um, wished uh, Joe Hardcore a happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, your podcast with him, do you remember when he brought up a group chat of Midwest kids? I do. That, that's why. That's part of the reason why I was asking you that I was leading into that. Yeah, that's like, that's us, basically, and like the other like friends in this area. So he'll like pop in there and just like talk about stories of him growing up, like wearing his giant pants and like just beating up kids at shows and just like playing with punishment and like other bands he used in growing up. So can you talk about like the, the idea of like just adding him to your guys' uh, Facebook group, right? Oh my God, honestly. We just kind of like just added him just to see like what would happen. It's kind of a joke, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, and then you're like funny. I, I think that's like right after he was like clowning on Rick to Life <laughs> on, on his Instagram or something like that. So I think we added like Rick to Life's like fake Facebook account, which wasn't real. And then right after we added Joe, but Joe just like laughed and he's like, ah, oh, so he's like, so what's up, guys? And he just like stayed in it since. We had fully intended on him just leaving the group chat, like. He'd be like, fuck these kids, kind of, and just did, but he's been cool with us since. I, I think that was really funny. He, he, he talked about that, and I, I thought it was, like, you know, cool for somebody like him to actually stay in the chat and actually talk to you guys. And, yeah. Um, so I, I definitely get that. Like, when I had the idea of um, having him on the podcast, I got, like, a lot of people that kind of, like, laughed at the idea people didn't think he would actually want to do it. Um, He's like really cool. He's pretty much open to anything. He'll just hop in a chat and just like start telling stories of like that he thinks we should know from like back in the day, which are like always really sick to hear. Mm-hmm. And he'll ask us for like insights on bands on like what like the younger people's views are on him and stuff like that. So he said it's like, it's helps him as well. Just being in the chat. Cause he doesn't, he doesn't see what we see really. For like upcoming hardcore and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I feel like it's always nice to get a different perspective because I'm constantly um, asking people to to show me like new bands or you know send me links just so I can check stuff out. Yeah. So, yeah. have you guys ever try to pitch gadget to him? I don't. He's not really like interested in like checking out like stuff like that. I'm sure he's like listening to us, but. We're not trying to like shove our bands down its throat to like be annoying like that, mm-hmm. which is just kind of weird. Yeah, sometimes that's how I feel about my podcast. I feel like I've just like like one of my best friends, Garrett. Like ninety five percent of our conversations now is just me rambling on about the podcast, like who's coming on or who's um, you know in my messages, like you know discussing scheduling. So I, I feel bad for him because he has to hear about it all the time. Uh, but I never wanted, you know, do that to like people that I want to have on. So I, I, I definitely get that you guys wouldn't want to like shove it down his throat. Um, but sometimes I just say fucking and, and I just like, will like send somebody shit and just hope yeah. for the best. Yeah. 
No, a lot of times when I hear like something really cool though, I'll like tag them in the chat. I'm like, you have to like, you have to check out this band. Like they're brand new. Like they're, they should be on your radar and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, um, I still have that uh, on that episode with Joe. I, I talked about this friend that's like constantly hyping up like bands saying like, this is the best thing yeah. ever. He, he still does. Um, he, he, he still does that, but he's like evolved. And so now it's not, Hey, check out like this band. Like they're going to put out the best record. It's just like now, Hey, you should have this person on the podcast. I have, um, you know, the, the contact, like, you do want me to set it up? And I'm just kind of like, uh, like, I don't know, like, give me like, you know, some time to think about it because I like on top of him trying to throw guests like at me, I have like, you know, like my own like booking thing that I'm trying to like always organize and, and like waiting on like other people to get back to me. So I, I think it's, um, kind of funny that it's gone from music to now he's like scouting for me. Um, without me asking, um, but but it's fine. Like I I appreciate it. I, I think it's kind of funny. How long have you been doing the podcast for? Um, the okay. So it's kind of like um, there's like two parts. So I have like the first like I think it's like thirty six um, ish episodes I did by myself just like solo like i literally had no idea like where this thing was going i have like all this equipment because i used to stream on twitch i used to play like street fighter 5 and like random like other games and uh, i've always been into podcasts like uh like i always listen to like joe rogan fighter and the kid and like uh, other like random like mixed martial arts podcasts and i was like sitting in my room one day i didn't want to stream just because like like my lighting was like really bad because I don't have like cool lights. I, I just never bought any. So like always like relied on like natural light and the, the lighting in my room was bad. Um, and I was like, you know what? I should just do a podcast. Like I, I think it would be cool. So I just had no like really direction with this. It was always just like, all right, like I'll just talk about um, the things that like I love, like Disneyland video games. Like maybe people like will be into it. So the first episode I ever recorded is actually not in my feed. You have to go to like SoundCloud to find it. Um, Cause I was still trying to like work everything out and figure this whole thing out. Cause like, I, I literally have had no help like from anybody. Um, I just kind of had to learn through like YouTube and trial and error. So I, I did like the first like chunk of episodes like alone and they're all bad. So don't even uh, listen to them because it, it, it's, it's just like me like talking like really fast because I, I couldn't like, you know, like I wasn't comfortable, um, you know, hearing myself because I, I have like, these headphones on and I have to like, you know, make sure the audio quality is good and stuff. So like I just hated to hear my voice and I got to the point where I was like, OK, it's getting really stale. Need to do something new. So somebody um, said I should have guests on, but I don't really have like like a place to do it so i just didn't really want to want to like have people on for the longest time but then i um it kind of hit me one day um the this mixed martial arts podcast it's like the number one podcast in the world um he has people on through skype and phone call and i was like you know what if this guy can do it like why can't i so i, I had the idea of um having people on and it wasn't until sad and fury last year i um was like okay gonna be this crazy fest i should um talk to some people and um see who'd want to do it and everybody that i wanted to talk to like became like a ghost 
I, I couldn't find them in the fest. Like I like saw like my, my first thought was to have Antonio from Spine on, um, and I after their set he, he was gone. But luckily I had a contact um, who knew him, so he, he kind of linked us together, and he was down to do the podcast. And I don't know if I have ever told him uh, uh, ever, but if it wasn't for him. I probably would have never continued to even try to do this because if he would have said no or if it would have just gone bad, I probably would have just given up like early on. So um, I know this is like a long answer. So from doing like actual like guests and doing like this, like like I, I, and people say it's like a hardcore podcast and part of me hates that because I've always wanted it to just be a podcast. I've always tried to get people like outside of hardcore on, but um, a lot of people just aren't really perceptive to it. I've, I've had like one guest on that's like not really like, you know, like a hardcore like band. Um, it was like a Valentine's Day episode last year. Like she's like um, in like an like I guess like an alternative band, but like she comes from hardcore like her brothers and um, this band called Seizures. So it's not like, you know, too far like out of the box. But um, yeah, so it's, it's basically been a, like about a, it's going to be a year like next week, like officially with like guests from like Antonio wow. to you guys. It's going to be like a year. That's sweet. Are you going to Sound Fury this year? Yes, I've gone like um, every year since like 2008, except for 2012. 2012 was the only year that I didn't go because my roommate at the time, uh, he left me. And I didn't want to drive um, from where we live to San Fury alone because I, I honestly think I was like broke and didn't have enough gas money um, or some weird situation. But he left me. So, yeah. So 2012 was the only year that I didn't go. Then 2013, it got canceled. Then 14, 15, what didn't happen? And then it came back 16. So, yeah, a couple of us will be out there this year. So. Oh, really? Well, um, who's coming out? Uh, myself and Jake. No, we're supposed to go, but yeah, stuff came up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe we'll meet up. Wait, what? Maybe we'll meet up. No, yeah. dude, you guys come out here. We have to meet up. I, I feel like um, it, it'd be lame if you guys came out and we didn't talk. We can go to the Disneyland, right? Is there is a Disney World in California? No, Disneyland. You've never been to Disneyland. I've been to the Florida one. Okay. My mom was pregnant with me. <laughs> I think that counts. So, um, are you guys coming out for uh, the entire fest? Are you guys doing any after shows? Yeah, I'm going to the Triple B one for sure. I don't even know what. I think I feel like we'll have pretty different schedules. Probably. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to. I'm just along for the ride, I suppose. I think the Triple B one sold out actually. Yeah. Right. I don't think it. If I wanted to, I could even go to that one. Right? I think so. Wow. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, uh, when do you guys get into town? Um, I'm leaving Tuesday. I, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't really know because <laughs> I <laughs> leave Monday morning for... I'm going to the Inclination show the next day in Kansas City, and then I'm driving down to Oklahoma, and then I'm leaving from Oklahoma to LA, and I'm not sure, I think it's like a 19 hour drive, and I'm not sure quite when we'll be there, but, or when we're leaving for that <laughs> matter, but <laughs> we'll see. 
That's crazy that you guys or that, that you're driving that far for the fest. To well, I'm here's the thing. I'm just driving to Oklahoma, and then from there, we'll have like five people, so the drive will be pretty split up. Okay, are you like coming down with just like friends or um, one of the bands playing? No, I'm well. I'm heading over from Oklahoma with friends and then we come back to Tulsa and then we basically go back to Las Vegas for like a five day run after that. So it's like way all over the place, but is this with your other band? No, this oh. is, I'm filling in for end on end, not what next week. Yes. Okay. Um, I- <laughs> I actually saw, um, I, I've never listened to that band, but I, I, I saw some people like posting, um, like, uh, like artwork th- that they did for, um, merch for them. Yeah. So they rock and you should definitely check out that demo. Okay. Yeah. Definitely it's check it out. Really- so wait, so you're going on a run with them. Is that like after sound and fury? Yeah. So after sound and fury and on end is doing like a five day run. And I think three of the dates are with one step closer and anxious on their, on the rest of their full U S. Oh, do you know, are, are they playing the San Diego show? Do you know? End on end isn't. Okay. Cause I know, um, so Santa Fe happens. And then I think me and some friends, um, since I'm not going to be able to catch, um, anxious at the Thursday show, um, oh. I'm going to, I think we're driving down to San Diego to catch them there. Okay. Yeah, that band rocks. Yeah, uh, Grady, a former um, podcast guest. Yeah, I was actually, when he did that, he was in Tulsa and I was down there at that prom core. Oh, prom core, okay. He was telling us, he was like, yeah, I just did this podcast. And we were like, oh, what's up? <laughs> and then I came home after that and then Trent was like, oh, like, we might do that podcast with Jamie. I was like, oh shit. Like Grady just did that podcast. Like Small world. I, I feel like, um, it, so this is like me, like, um, kind of peeling back the curtain. Like I, I used to, um, like just randomly reach out. I, I felt like it was cheating for me to like, um, ask my friends to like link me with like certain people. But now it's got to the point where like this whole thing could just kind of like spider webs, like I'll have somebody on and then they'll kind of like open up their contacts to me and like, you know, help me in return, which I think is um, super amazing and awesome. Um, so I th- that's crazy that you were there when he did that, because um, at the time I had no idea you guys were going to be my future guests. Yeah, it's a increasingly a small world. Like every day, it's it's weird. No, yeah, I definitely get that because, um, I hardcore, yeah, it's worldwide, but um, we're still like an underground community, and um, yeah, I feel like we're definitely not that far apart. Like everybody knows somebody, you know, it's like the five degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. It's literally yeah. like that. Like, like, I'm sure we have friends that, sorry, that, that happens all the time. I'm, I'm sure like we have like mutual friends that we don't even know that we know. That no, definitely. there's what, like the whole world is like the six degrees or something. And I feel like in our courts, like maybe two. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, so going back to Santa Fury, have any of you guys ever been before? No, no. First time. Wow. Okay. You guys are definitely in for a treat. Um, the, the only um, advice that I can give um, the intimate stage um, upstairs, there's literally it's like a normal doorway. So, so just picture this a, a normal doorway and there's like hundreds of kids like trying to get in and out. So <laughs> yeah. So if you're in there watching a band and you want to make it downstairs for like the next set, because like sometimes like obviously they haven't released set times yet, but last year the set times like overlapped. So if you're trying to get out of there with haste, um, I would say plan to leave the that space a little early because if, if you leave after the band ends, it's just it's seriously it's like one of the biggest shit shows ever because it's like like a million people trying to leave this one room through one like normal doorway and it's hell. It's like being like it, like it's like really bad traffic like on the freeway like bumper to bumper traffic. It's it's stupid. You feel like everybody should just be moving, but for some reason it's just like horrible. Maybe they'll put in a new door this year. That's my that's my dream is to have like a second like you know exit entry into that spot, but I don't know if they can do that because like that building's like really old. Any other advice? Um, other than that, uh, no, I don't know. I'm like, uh, there's like going to be a lot of people, so. Just, uh, yeah, just the merch situation was weird. Yeah, it's like a separate room or something. No, so I'm um, so merch. Uh, so, so this is all based off how they did it last year. So last year, um, like right when you go in, um, there's like a uh, space for bands to put merch there, and then in like the main room, there's like um along like the walls before you go down into like the the pit area. Like along the walls, there's more merch. And then when you go upstairs, like up past the balcony, um, like there's like um, like where it like levels out, there's like more merch. So it's it's really spread out. So there's not just like one area for it. That's yeah, that's different than what we heard. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, that's good. Carter lied to me. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was yeah, merch was all over, and obviously bands get there at different times. So like last year, people went crazy. Freedom like had some soccer jersey, and there was like people like like camped out waiting for it. Like literally, like once they got set up, oh. like it was like Black Friday. People just like went nuts. Yeah, they only did fifty of them. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. But um, other than that, are you guys like staying near the venue? Yeah, we're really close. We're like walking distance from it. Our Airbnb, Airbnb, um, got canceled. So I don't know where we're staying. Oh. <laughs> All right, you got about a week to figure it out. You know, I'm not gonna worry about it until I'm there. So. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you know it, it's pointless to stress over things you can't really change. You just gotta kind of deal with it head on. I don't know what I'm thinking. Like if need be. Sleeping I'll in the sleep in the van, so ain't no thing. <laughs> okay, so going back to gadget, um, I, I kind of like where this conversation's gone. Um, you guys are easy to talk to, but um, do you guys have any other shows lined up like outside of the one tomorrow? Yeah. Um, we have a show 
on August 3rd, yes, or is first, it August 1st? First. Uh, is that one that announced yet? Well, there are two fires announced. Oh, yeah, okay. the tour fires out. Okay, so, yeah. so we have a show on August 1st with Stepping Stone and Gasm. Yeah. And then we have August 5th with Judiciary and Chamber. And then we're doing that one's on the right? We have a show in September. Um, Drop it. Well, Drop their tour has announced, so I don't want just, to. Yeah. Just announce it here. Nobody really listens. It's all right. Okay. If this goes out after July 19th, then we're chilling and fine. Um, uh, we're doing um, in September with Regional Justice Center here also. And then I think that's it until we record and then we're probably just laying low for a little well, bit. And then oh. October, we're trying to do like a weekender. Oh, with- that's true. We are doing a weekender in October with gum from Tennessee and bugging out from Chicago. You know, Two bands you should check out. Um, I've never listened to Gun, so I'll check them out. Gum, like G U M M. Oh, Gum. Okay, Gum. <laughs> I, I was already like in my notes in my mind. I'm put, like jotting down Gun. Okay, so it's Gum. <laughs> and then bugging out from Chicago. They're very sick. Yeah, we love that band. It's sweet. Okay, so you said a, a weekender in October. Now, which part of the or which region are you guys going to? You know, it's. Still tentative, but um, we're planning on doing Chicago, Louisville, and then Kansas City. But up in the air currently. So okay, um, no plans for California. I I was like I was I have I have people on. I have to ask because my dream is for everybody um to come to California. We would love to do that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Touring's hard. Eli and I are both in school. Um, Trent is in Florida. I still make it work. Yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. We're, we're all in like other projects beside this, too. So it's like hard to schedule enough time to like get all the way out there and back. Yeah. Without doing it like a year in advance, you know. True. My hardest like scheduling plot is like BMX racing. A lot of the times that has to come first. But, like if I have like a big race, I'm not doing a show that weekend. Bottom line. I get it. I've had a turn down. Um, like th- that's how I am w- with the podcast. I make this like my number one priority. So yeah. I understand. Um, so going back to that weekend in Chicago, uh, do you guys have a, a hand in like booking any of the shows? Can you guys like make suggestions to play with certain bands in Chicago? Yeah. Um, Oh, you mean just like booking in general? No, no, no. The, that, that weekend that you guys are supposed to do, right. Did you guys say it was supposed to be in Chicago or you're trying yeah, to Chicago? We're planning on starting in Chicago, I think. Okay, there's this band um, from Chicago called um, Bovice. Have you guys ever heard of them? Yeah, my friend Adam plays bass on that. They're sick. Yo, um, <laughs> I'm not going to say which member from Bovice, but um, I was supposed to have somebody from the band on the podcast um, yesterday, but they kind of ghosted me. Yeah. So, but but I actually like that band, so that's why I'm trying to prop them up here. If you guys, you know, end up doing Chicago, 
I um, would suggest you guys check them out. Maybe get them on the bills. Show some love for the new hardcore out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're yeah. sick. Look at it. He, he already knows about them. Like, he's already on top okay. of it. Um, they're Adam, the basses, he played in like Deaf Ear or like Slammy, like B Down stuff. Like, both guys are definitely like heavier, heavier. Okay. But uh, I saw Vincent Bennett from the Acacia Strain talk about listening to them like right after they dropped their demo. So I think they're getting to the right ears regardless. Yeah. Um, I, I found out about them through like my Explore page on Instagram. They were like putting on some hat. And I was like, oh, that logo looks kind of funny. So I just checked it out and. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's super random. So now here I am on the podcast trying to pitch them to you guys. I keep telling Adam you should make bucket hats. <laughs> They're definitely a bucket hat band. It's true. I, I can't um, deny that. Um, I w- watched. Uh, I, I think it was um, you, Trent, who posted uh, the video the other day. But um, you guys played a new song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna play it. We're gonna play that song tomorrow, and then actually, we're only playing two songs off the demo tomorrow. Oh wow! We got, got quite a bit. Your set? It's probably twelve, thirteen minutes. Nice and short. So, two songs off the demo, and then the rest is all new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like what? Like five or five six. Minutes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. But two of them, two of them are songs that we played at every single show we played so far. Just they're just not on the demo. Okay, you guys want to do any covers? Are you guys into that? We bring up covers, but we can never agree on one. Yeah, it just never. I feel like if we ever play like a big fest, we'll have to agree on one that will definitely work. Okay. It's like part of that whole like, um, like we all just have like such different like influences and taste yeah, like yeah. it's really hard but i definitely get it um real quick are you guys get on time or do you guys have to like leave oh we're chilling. No, yeah okay all right because you said five minutes so i wasn't sure i don't want to keep you guys too long no yeah no, we're good i'm fine yeah we're chilling. Chilling. okay we're just supposed to be working tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> so um outside of like all the um shows that, that you guys just like talked about and you guys want to record in september is that like pretty solid do you guys think it's going to happen uh we're talking with the person that we're going to record with uh just about dates right now i think it's like i think we have a tentative weekend set but it's not like i think it'll be good. yeah i mean it'll get recorded yeah sometime in september, september october either way but and are you guys going back to the same person that recorded the demo, Jake? No, we're not. No. No, yeah. Okay, so you guys. No, Jake's on. Jake's very sick. Yeah. He is really good at recording, but. We just want something that fits a little bit better, I think. Okay, that, that that's totally fair. Um, how do you guys go about like choosing who's the right fit? Do you guys just like listen to like old recordings that that person's done or? Well, I don't, there's really not a whole lot of people here that record heavy yeah. stuff. Um, we ended up just like, I don't know, we were kind of like talking about going out of state for a while and like 
figuring out what would be like in the budget for that. But we ended up just being like, oh shit, like. It kind of came to us. Uh, yeah, we, we like, like fell into our lap. Like, totally perfectly. forgot that this person even recorded. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so. That's cool. Sometimes it's, you know, um, better when things work out that way. They just take you by surprise. Yeah. Just kind of go with it. Yeah, and like, we definitely trust him. And like, his band is very sick. And like, I don't know. Anything he, anything he's ever touched has been really good. We feel like it'll just like, the vision will be shared a little bit more. Okay. And do you guys ever think about just doing everything like DIY? Like just doing everything yourselves? If we had the equipment and the skills, I think yeah. we would. But I, at least for me, that's like so out of my wheelhouse that I would not be able to do that. I don't know if any of us I don't like know how to do basic it. recording, yeah. so that's yeah. fine. I recorded the pre-pros for the Long Red Sleeves promo that's coming out, but that's it does not sound like anything that could be put out like seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's just pre-pro quality stuff. Yeah, like... What's the answer for that one? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry? Oh, I know is the answer for that question. I just, that would be bad, I think. But For sure. Um, I don't really know like a whole lot about like, you know, recording music. I, I'm barely know enough to um, get this done. Uh, the other day, I have a buddy who's in a band and he sent me like, um, like, an audio clip or um, just some really rough version of this song that, that they recorded. And I was like listening to it. I, I can like hear everything, but it just sounded like really, really rough. And in my head, I'm like, how are they going to turn this into something like nice? Cause it just sounded so bad. But, um, like, r- like doing all that, like stuff, you know, with mixing and mastering, I just don't understand it. It's crazy. Like if you sit and watch, like, Internet, like at their computer on like watch I like my brain can't even like <laughs> look at it and understand what anything is like it's insane okay so uh the future of your guys's hardcore scene what do you guys think will be like in the next five years I think I think, it, I think it's booming because like every year every year shows of like the attendance is going up and up and like the way kids are like perceiving hardcore, I think is changing too. Like, like a couple of years ago, it would just be like a few kids that would go to a couple of hardcore shows after like they see their first like desolated music video. And then they just go try to like punch kids in the face in the back of the room. But like, and then they would go to a couple of shows and disappear. But now I see like kids coming out to shows and like they're starting to do their homework and they're like, they're like starting to like know like, a lot of things about hardcore and you can tell that they actually love it and like they want to get more involved in the scene and do things to help help it grow and like start start their own bands take pictures like yeah. do vlogs yeah. and stuff like that what's cool is that like i feel like i can go to a show now and like i don't know everybody there which is weird but like that cool. definitely wasn't time. how it was for a really long time and like i i don't i think we'll the goal for this band is is to like write the stuff that we want to hear in this area um and like you know hopefully that like this helps at all at least a little you know i think if if kids can just like learn an instrument and like be dedicated enough to again like do your homework and and 
spend a little bit of time. I think that hopefully will make like a world of difference, but mm. we'll see. I don't know. I honestly, I, I can't even think about five years from now. I don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah. Five years is a really long time. Hardcore time. Yeah. <laughs> It's I also true. think Eli's other band, Burnward, has helped the scene because, like, a couple of kids in that band, like, everybody in Burnward is really young. Yeah, and, my and, age or younger. Yeah, and they've all brought out, like, so many young kids to shows. And, like, a couple of them are in art school, so kids, like, they're, the kids at their school already love music. So they're as soon as they heard, like, Joey and Eddie in a hardcore band, they're like, I need to check this out. And then, like, I've seen them come out, and then they've stuck around. That's great. It's something I somehow I always like makes it onto the podcast, but I always I'm talking about how the youth and it's sounds cheesy, but it's the truth. Like the youth and hardcore is super important. They're what's going to keep this thing alive, you know, long after we're gone. So I always uh, always want to be nice and welcoming, and always try to prop up and show support to the newer kids who are actually trying to make a difference in the scene. Um, so that's cool that there's like those art school kids. Um, but I hope you guys continue to, you know, do what you guys are doing now. And I hope in the future, uh, things are way more thriving and way more venues are available for you guys and bands actually want to tour to your area because, um, it's kind of crappy when there's, you know, a scene like of hardcore that's going on, but people just um, overlook it or don't even know that it's there. So I'm, I'm hoping that you guys are able to, you know, keep this whole thing alive where you guys are from. Yeah, I think a lot of it is like, if you see a new kid at a show, like don't let him stay in the corner by himself. Like just go up and talk to him. And like, even just saying hi, like might make a kid. Think of it at show. Yeah. If you don't say anything to him, he might just like go home and be like, that wasn't cool at all. But there definitely needs to be some level of youth outreach. Yeah. Cause that, that's how I got in the scene was from Trenton. Cause I went to go my first show. I was, I went to go to a ghost made music video shoot. And they had, a, they had the, st- the stone and spine were playing beforehand. And then I went and the opening band was Jake's old band. Out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, Trent gave me a flyer for another local show, and that's he, he was like, "Follow me on Twitter," and that's that's literally how I how I got into the scene. Yeah, I remember seeing him at like another show recently. After that, like, I think I I don't think I gave him my Twitter at that show. Like, I just remember seeing him there, and then like, I was like, "Oh, he's probably just here for Ghost Man." Well, I'll give him a flyer. Like, I want him to see him more shows, and then he him and like Jude and Blake. Yeah. showed up to Vane at this other show. So I was like, oh, wow, this kid like, actually likes hardcore. So I went and like asked him for all the contact, contact info and stuff like that. And like, I made sure they like knew who I was and I knew who they were. And I just like started DMing them flyers and stuff like that. And then, and then by that winter, my, I was in an old band with Jake called Fenced In. And then Eli ended up playing like a couple of shows with us. So his first hardcore show was with like our band. And then I, Exactly a year after his first hardcore show with that band was Gadget's first show. Damn. That's cool. Yeah. I had no idea that that's, um, or you had a hand in uh, bringing him into the scene. Um, that's so cool. I, like, I think back to when I was younger, and I've definitely talked about this on the podcast before, but it's like, um, if it weren't for the older people um, who helped me 
by like taking me to shows or I'm breaking things down about hardcore. Um, I don't know if I would still be around the, the fact that they were there to, um, support me and like put me on so many new things, um, is like something I'll always be grateful for. Even if I got like, there's like a lot of them that I don't talk to anymore, but like, I'm still grateful for what they, you know, did for me back then. Cause it's like crazy, like hardcore is something that I've loved, um, from the beginning and it's never like, you know, wavered. It's something that's always been a part of my life. And I'm just like, you know, I think back to young Jamie when I didn't know anything, when I was just, you know, surfing through top eights on MySpace trying to find like cool bands <laughs> to, to now. So I, I, I just gotta, um, you know, always like try to give back, just do what they did for me for like other people. So I, uh, we gotta, you know, protect the youth and be a little more welcoming. Anything? What? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I was just gonna say that, uh, I don't know. I feel like if, if older people, if, especially like if you're not in a band and you're not like, booking or doing anything like you should be like reaching out to younger people. You should be like doing what, you know, whatever you can to like stay active. It just like, it doesn't make sense to me to have like people that are like well past their prime, not doing anything like. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Cause I feel like they have like more means, you know, if you're older. Um, so, <laughs> Now, when I started, like, really getting to hardcore shows and it seemed like I didn't have, like, anybody that would be, like, welcoming or anything, really, because, like, I, the older, like, the older dudes above me yeah. in the hardcore scene were, like, I don't want to be a dick, but they're, like, all pretty jaded and, like, they wouldn't be opening to anything. Like, I'd go to shows, and, like, with my two or three friends that are there and I'd stand there and just talk to them the whole night. Like, nobody would say anything and, like, I was stuck listening to, like, the first few bands that got me in hardcore. Like, I just still be listening to like backtrack expired trapped <laughs> under ice like constantly but like now we'll see a kid wearing a shirt like like oh you like you're at your first hardcore show and you have like the case of strange shirt on like you'll like metalcore like listen to disembodied like check out these other bands from the 90s like we didn't have anything like that so i don't know if we see kids at shows like we're gonna like show them what they should check out and like things that help them grow stuff like that what about um is it weird to see like hardcore kids like around town is that like weird or rare or is it just like normal pretty rare yeah. but usually usually if we have the mall of america in minnesota so it's like <laughs> like if you have nothing to do you'll go to the mall of america and just kind of walk around and people watch but here and there you'll see a kid in like a hardcore shirt like most of the time i'll say like what's up or something like that and then usually they're from out of town but if they're not like I'll get their contact info or something like that and try to be their friend. Is that what you doing? Freaking? Dude, when I get bored, I'll like I'm, go to the mall. I've never been bored. I've gone to the mall of America. <laughs> I like, I don't know. I I grew up where there's like not shit to do. Yeah, like way more than city. But like, what? I'd rather like just go there and walk around and people watching and get food and then look at yeah. shoes and stuff like oh that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely get that because um when I or uh, where I grew up, uh, it was like in the Palm Springs area. There's like not a whole lot to do out here. So we used to hit the local super Walmart for fun. Wow. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, I've done that too, actually. Yeah, where I live, that's kind of all there is to do. Damn. Through that. If I was, um, like, well, now, um, if I lived out there, I probably would never leave my house. I think I would just um, love my computer way more than I do now and just like want to sit on like my computer and just do cooler stuff than walking the aisles of Walmart. Yeah. If you lived here? No, back at Palm Springs. Oh. Yeah, Palm Springs. Um, I can't imagine l- moving out of California. There's been like one time that I actually seriously considered it, but then I I was weighing out my options and I realized where I was going was, it was supposed to be uh, Denver, Colorado. Um, but then I forgot about snow and I was like, there's no way I'm going to deal with snow. Dude. Yeah. It's scary. I was at, I was at earthquake that happened a couple of days ago. No, it was yesterday. Yeah. We had like two yesterday. Like, um, I was uh, sitting at my computer and I was like, just like booting up like this game that I'm like really obsessed with right now. And, um, my room started to shake and I was like, all right. I was like, I think it's an earthquake. Um, and then it didn't stop shaking. So I was like, okay, we're definitely like having an earthquake right now. And I just kind of sat here. I got, I, I don't like part of me thought I was like, okay, is this the one that they've been talking about my entire life where like, you know, like shit's going to go crazy and it's going to be the end of California, but it, it wasn't the one. Um, so I was kind of like, all right, cool. It shaked. It's over. Now let me get back to, you know, playing video games. We we get like tornadoes here, so like we were taught safety precautions and stuff growing up. Like were there like weird things that they told you you had to do? Yeah, like they, they taught us like, oh, like get under like a table or in a doorway. But the, the way like um buildings are built now, it's like, you know, they're like um earthquake proof. So um the only things you really have to worry about is just like random stuff like falling off the shelves on your head. But like the, the they, they like don't really happen that often, and um, the ones that um, are supposed to actually be able to cause damage like never happen. So it's just like we're all just kind of waiting for for it to finally go down. So we're taught like a little bit of safety stuff when we were younger, but it's just I think it's all a joke. Yeah. Have you guys ever like experienced like a serious tornado? Oh yeah. There was one that like ripped up my neighbor's house and all the trees in my front yard. Just like when I was a little kid. I had another like there was one where my mom lives like ten years ago, but it I was when I was in Tulsa for prom corps, there was like seven <laughs> and it was insane. <laughs> so you know, I was in elementary school, there was a tornado that took the roof off the entire high school that I, I went to. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So, so, like, what are you guys like taught to do? Like, what's the move? Are you guys are you supposed to like stay indoors, or you guys are supposed to evacuate? Basements. Yeah, I mean, basements. There's a lot of basements in the Midwest. Oh, okay. It has basements, really, but because your your sea level is probably like pretty low, so I don't know if you guys have basements there, but yeah, you just go to the basement and find like a room with no windows, so the the glass can't get exploded into your room. And you just kind of like tug into a corner. Or a bathroom too. Yeah, that's bathroom. Like any like small space that doesn't have windows. Um, or like, I think most cities have like actual tornado shelters too. Yeah. yeah like Especially in the storm areas. areas. Yeah. So yeah. Tornado alley. Yeah. Basements are pretty rare out here in California. Yeah. That's how it was when I moved to Florida. I was like, wait, like, 
doing housing appraisals, I've done a bunch already, and I haven't came across a single a single basement yet <laughs> in Florida. Okay. Um, I was gonna go kind of excited to experience a hurricane season there for the first time. <laughs> My God, That's, that should be coming up soon. <laughs> can't wait <laughs> I mean it's gonna happen regardless so I don't know I, I'm kind of excited to see what it's like <laughs> so are, are you gonna be the type to stay in town or are you actually gonna leave right um, the people I'm living with have been there like for a very long time so they, they know when is the right time to dip and not and they got family up in Atlanta so like if it gets bad enough we just weekend trip. We just yeah, just speed up to Atlanta and camp out there for a week or two. Okay. And so when a tornado hits, um like work, does all that stuff just kinda pause for everybody? Does is there like a mutual understanding between like you and your employer? Like, hey, my roof just got torn off, like I can't make it to work or do yeah, like, you be in that five? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I feel like that's what everyone's dream growing up is like Hopefully a tornado hits school or something like that. <laughs> it, it's never gonna happen, and you'll never really get that yeah. lucky. Lucky? Like no, like no, not, not, like hopefully nobody's there, but like hopefully it hits it like at nighttime when everyone's gone, and you get them to school for a week. Yeah. Like, See, I never. I was never banking on a tornado to cancel school. It was always like the four feet of snow that would fall, and then we still would have oh, a snow true. day. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, she went seven thirty, and I'd be. I can't get there. Like, damn. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think there, there was ever anything that you know prevented us from going to school because <laughs> there's like nothing like that out here in California. Um, like growing up, like when I was in the Palm Springs area, it was just like, yeah, you're always gonna go to school because we're never gonna get snow. Like it snowed before, like you know, in the Palm Springs area, but it's like super rare, but like not enough to get anything canceled. We had actually in February we had a week that was like cold days. Negative like fifty and I still had class every day and I walked to school this past year. So I like Ubered like five blocks because so, you couldn't be outside for more than three five minutes. yeah, three minutes was like life threatening. Damn, negative fifty, that's crazy. Like I've I'm like <laughs> freezing at like forty degrees. Like the real fuel on that was like close to negative eighty. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was that polar vortex weekend. Walking or week. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Never do that again. Damn. So, during like um, if, if there's like a show going on, are our kids like moshing in layers or? Yeah. <laughs> our our very first show was February third, and it was during like the polar vortex. No, it wasn't. Well, it was the week after, but it was still really it was cool. Because so cool. I remember I flew in like that was my first time coming back to Minnesota from Florida, and I was like. I got off the plane. It was like negative forty something. I was like, "Why the hell did I come back?" Like, I was like, "This sucks." But it was the week of Super Bowl Sunday, and it was still pretty cold. Oh, it was, it was Super the Bowl day. Sunday. Oh, That's yeah, right. yeah, it was really cold. Yeah, the dudes from Dare were throwing ice chunks at each other. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That, that's insane. I. Um, I, I appreciate like not having to, to deal with um, nature, like you know, different <laughs> seasons. I, I I just like living near. I, I I'm not even near the beach, so I say near the beach, but it's like 20 minutes away. I'm like more inland, but to me, it's just perfect out here. Like 
walk outside, it's like 70 degrees. Yeah, I, I know how you feel. <laughs> That's the best. How do you deal with the humidity in Florida? That's what I hate. Uh, it's actually pretty gnarly. Like, I, I've had like, uh, I thought I like was having having heat strokes a couple times, like from training at the track. Like, I'll have like migraines and just be nauseous for like twelve hours after riding. But I don't. Know, I just carry like a sweat rag everywhere, and I, I'm always drinking water. And I'm like, if I get too hot, like I'll just quit training. I'll just go in the ocean. And it'll be fun because I literally, I, I literally live like, oh, I literally God. live like three, four blocks from the beach. Wow, it sounds like so, you're living like a fantasy life. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Fucking ride bikes and go to the beach all day. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. the The only times I've ever been to Florida um, is for Disney World, and I've gone like. Like uh, the three times I've gone, I've been like different points in the year. Like the first time I went was in the middle of August, which is probably the worst idea I ever had. (laughs) And then um, the next time I went was in uh, October, which I thought would be like super nice, but it it was like, okay, like it was still kind of hot. And then I just recently went, um, it was at the end of March. So it was like springtime, which I probably think that was like my like favorite time out of the three because it wasn't like too hot. And like there was like luckily like no humidity like the whole time I was there like the last time I went was probably the shortest I was only there for like a, like a weekend like I flew in on like a Friday then I left on a Monday. Yeah, I mean Central Florida is way hotter than the rest of the state too. Like you don't got any you don't have any ocean breezes or anything like that. So like when you drive to the middle it's just like just sticky and just like no air lower anything. She's miserable. A kid I used to play in a band with grew up in LA and he worked at the Disney World out there. Is that Disney World in LA? Uh, Disneyland. Yeah, you weren't there, but now he, like last month, he just moved to Orlando. So he works at the one down there. So he's been hanging out a lot. But so I hear about him complaining about the heat basically every day. Okay. You said he was a hardcore kid from out here? Uh, yeah, he he's from LA, and then he went to school in Iowa for a little bit. So me, him, and Noah started like a a band that kind of sounded like Gag. We played like three shows, <laughs> but the, yeah, he just moved down to Florida. That's cool. Uh, do you know if he was in any bands out here before he left? No, nah, he wasn't. But he was like a music major. He he wasn't like super involved in the scene, but he would go to like all the junior action shows and stuff like that. And he goes to Sound of Fury every year. He'll be there this year. Hell yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm always curious to know, like, you know, people, like, from here who leave, um, and especially if they're tied to Disney, because, like, I'm literally at Disneyland. Um, the, the past couple of weeks, I've kind of slowed down, but I'm there, like, two or three times a week. Oh, yeah, he, oh, he's, he's like always getting bands into Disney, like both of them. Like whenever he's back home in California, like he'll hit up bands and they'll go for the day. And like, I know in August, I think we're trying to go with like me, him and like Chris Meat Razor or something like that. Just for the day. Hell yeah. Um, it, it's definitely like, in my opinion, it's always fun. There's always something to do. Things are constantly changing, so it never gets boring. And for me, like I'm, I'm like a huge like Disney like fan. Like love all the movies. I like, grew up with it. So like it's just like more than just going to the park. 
honestly, like I haven't even gone wanted because I've done a lot of jobs in Orlando in like the Disney area and the amount of traffic has just made me not even want to enter the place ever. <laughs> I'm like, this is just too much. Like it's gnarly trying to even just like drive around here. I'm like, I bet like the parks are miserable. For me, um, whenever I've gone to uh, Disney World, like I've never really traveled too much like outside of the Disney bubble. Like literally it's like I'll fly in to the airport um, and then head straight to Disney, like on either like on like one of their shuttles or um, I've like caught like an Uber. So and like once I'm in, like I, I think there's only been like one time where like I've ever left. So like I don't really know like how it actually is outside of it. Dude, driving around is probably the worst thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> it's so bad. It's all tourists from like around the world that just don't know how to drive. Yeah, th- th- that's so strange because in Disney World, like um, the like m- the majority of the guests um, in the park are like foreigners, but out yeah. he- like out here, the majority of the guests are all like local people. Really? Yeah. So, so it's, it's like a different vibe out here. Mm-hmm. but if you guys ever make it out to California we definitely have to do Disneyland that was sweet you guys should hit up Carter when you're at Sound Fury because he's trying to go with people yeah I'm going so on on Sunday um, I'm going with uh, this dude um, who, he, he used to live in Delaware and then he moved to Washington he used to sing for this band, uh, Double uh, Double Dealer, and then um, and then one of my friends from Philly, um, he's flying out. So me, um, the, the dude, um, his name is Max, um, and my buddy uh, Casey, he sings for that band, The Dividing Line. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're all doing Disney that Sunday, and um, and then we're gonna hit the the Wild Side show at night. And then Monday, I'm not sure if Max is still going to be in town, but Casey and I are going to do Disney again on that Monday. So it's going to be like a bunch of hardcore kids in Disneyland. I should, after this, I should send you that dude's like Instagram to see if like, if he's going to have like a group of friends on the same day you guys should link up. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah, I'm down. As long as they're they're nice and cool. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's, he's very respectful. He's cool. Yeah. Um, all right, but yeah, Gadget needs to do Disneyland whenever you guys come. You guys have to come to California. I feel like I'd be really bummed if you guys never make it out here. If we get an offer in California, we will be there. Yeah. No matter what. And like, California is like huge for music. So we have like, obviously have like a bunch of friends out there. And like BMX racing started out there. So I'd have like a lot of places to crash on like the whole like every city. So I think California would be like really accessible for us is like after once we finally got out there. Right. Twenty twenty. Yeah, that would be sick. Twenty twenty. All right. Well, you guys can start planning now since I know you guys all have things going on. Yeah. Pick pick a weekend, pick a week, twenty twenty, make it out. We'll turn it into a big thing. Gadget does the West Coast. I feel like it's gotta be more than two weeks. Or more than like a week, like it, it needs two to be at weeks. least two, because we're doing. My other band is doing a West Coast run in August, and it's like over two weeks to get out there, do it, and then back. You know, I always forget that you guys, or that you have to calculate for um, travel time. 
Okay, two weeks. Make it happen. <laughs> Let's just oh. fly out and just gear share it there. So we don't have to drive it. So just go fly out and run it. Oh yeah, I, I, I feel like that's the move. You guys put out the new record. It's just money. Who needs it? All right. I feel like this is a good place to to end things. Um, I really appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, obviously, the majority of people, um, well, actually 100% of the people that are going to be listening to this, um, it's going to be audio only because I didn't um, record video. So it's... Uh, this has been uh, different, but cool. Uh, so um, thank you guys for uh, coming on. I, I appreciate you guys willing to do this. I you know, like you guys as the band. I think what you guys are doing for your scene is awesome and really important. So um, thank you guys for coming on. And before we go, is there anything any you guys want to say? Shout out, plug. Oh, that might take... I know. Yeah, that would be too long. That would be too much. Yeah, we got time. time. <laughs> I mean, should we just go around and like everyone should just say like the other bands that they're in just be cool. Well, or we already talked about that. Well, not you, like he's in like a bunch. Of, well, I'm just, just bunch. Okay, yeah. okay. We, oh my god. Um, so I play I play in Gadget, and then I play in the metalcore band Ball God Sleeps, and then I play in these two local bands, a uh, local hardcore band called More Weight, and the local metalcore band called Burn Ward. And Madras, dude. Madras is done. Madras is Oh really? They're done. Um, I'm Noah. Um, I play drums in this. Uh, and then two new bands, one's drums, and then I'm trying to do vocals in the other. They're still way early in the writing stage. Definitely still in the hardcore realm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I play guitar in Gadget. I play I play guitar in all my bands. I play in a grindcore band called Twin Tombs, uh, that Gate Creeper band called The Last Nail. And then I also play in this band called War Prayer, but we're pretty much done. Yeah, War Prayer is probably the biggest like active hardcore band in our scene like they did a lot for us but yeah i don't know <laughs> i've been like with them for like the beginning so it's really sad for me to see that go i'll probably cry after last year no oh, joke. Brother. <laughs> i'm not i'm not in anything other than gadget right now like me me and that kid from disney i told you about we we might like start like a little not serious project in florida but we don't have anything for that yet I'm going to just shout out uh, Downward, End on End, Honeymoon, and Bugging Out. And Life's Question. And Life's Question. All right. Well, it is. Um, this has been fun. Uh, thank you guys again. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, this has been a great one. This has also been another episode of the JMRK Podcast always on top.